Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Dowd. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Happy one week until the That Sounds Fun tour kicks off again. I cannot. I like, I can't. I am so happy. We're going coast to coast to coast, technically, y'all. Philly, Baltimore, Columbus, Greenville, we're coming your way on the first weekend. There are still a few tickets available at almost all the shows, so snag yours today at AnnieFDowns.com slash events so you can join in on all the fun. Comedy, confetti, Fun coaching, a live podcast, your friends. Listen, you don't want to miss this. Come on. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on the show, and this month we're continuing to discuss some of the stigmas around mental health. These common misconceptions keep people from seeking out the help they need, and that has got to stop. People have internalized these ideas like you only go to therapy when things are completely falling apart or needing the help of a therapist therapist means something's wrong with me. Y'all, that ain't it. Seeing a counselor can help you prevent getting to that unbearable place mentally and emotionally. And admitting you need help is truly so brave. We heard from amazing counselors who I feel so blessed to call friends, Sissy Goff and David Thomas, just this past Monday. And next week, y'all get to meet another dear, wise therapist in my life, Jim Cress. And I want you to have voices like theirs in your own life. And you can find that through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and that sounds fun, friends. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. 
Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend Mallory Irvin. She's a former Miss America contestant. She ran the amazing race with her dad three times. Y'all have seen her on TV. And now she hosts the popular podcast, Living Fully. Mallory runs a global lifestyle brand and has turned her passion for sharing her love of fashion and beauty and life into a platform for impact. And now she's written her first book, Living Fully, that I love. It's Mallory's story of how things came crashing down after she'd spent years striving for perfection. After hitting rock bottom and spending months in rehab, she made a choice about the life she truly wanted to live. She's got such hard-earned wisdom to share with us, y'all, and I can't wait for you to get to know her. So here's my conversation with my friend, Mallory Irvin. Mallory, welcome to That Sounds Fun! This is just so exciting, This Annie. is the I'm best. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so excited to see you in your 90 office studio that you've got here, <laughs> this operation. <laughs> I know, but your office is so cool, too. I lean on the dark side, and yours mm-hmm. is all white and airy, mm-hmm. and we have, like, dark panels on all over the walls, mm-hmm. so it sounds good. And brownies laying on the table. As soon as I walked in, I was like, are those available? Yes. that I told you when it happened. That is real friendship. When you walk in and you're like, I need some of that. That is, listen, when Lillian told us she was a baker before she, like, she ran a bakery here in town before she worked for us, I was like, you're our girl. Uh I could tell she was, like, involved in baking before, because that was good. Those brownies were good. Really good. Uh It was really awesome. Okay, you're pregnant. I'm pregnant. Congratulations. I had to let the cat out of the bag. Annie knows I've had quite the journey to get there this time. I've got two little boys, two and three. And I had a year, just quite the year, and I only told a handful of people that. And you were one of the people that I shared that with, and uh, you were such a sweet friend to me. Well, we've just been praying. You're so sweet. It's so great. And we're just, I'm just so excited. So I had to announce it because I'm like, you know, well, I don't know how far along I'll be when this airs, but... It comes out the same week as your book. Okay, perfect. So, so I'm like halfway through. So yeah. you, you can only hide it for so long yeah. when you're in front of people. Yeah. Because then people start looking, and then you see their eyes go down to your stomach and be like, huh. <laughs> and you're at the beach, right? <laughs> that part yeah. of it. <laughs> I mean, a swimsuit. Couldn't hide it anymore. So I was so yeah. excited to make that announcement. Okay, talk about the window of time. So many of our friends listening are in between what they want and getting what they want. Right. So the in-between, I think, is different for so many different people. And it's different in, in circumstances, you know, like the one that I was in where your health is involved. Right. So I think a lot of people, when they're in the in-between, they share everything with everyone. I was a little bit different in that here I was. I had two children kind of right off the bat, and it was pretty easy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I started having these losses and miscarrying these pregnancies. I had four in one year. It's and just unbelievable. It was such a bizarre thing to go through because yeah. everything can always come so easy. And in the back of my mind, I felt a little bit guilty for for feeling bad because I was like, I'm, I'm so grateful that I have two kids. A lot of people experience this before they're even able to, to have their first child. Yeah. Because did y'all have any miscarriages? Before? None, no. And so I got it was pregnant like, first, boy, first try boy. every single time, and then four, and then four. Wow. So I didn't know what to think about what was going on with my body or yeah. anything. Yeah. So I couldn't bring anyone else in or anyone else's opinions in. Right. And being a public person, it's really hard to show up when you're going through something like that. That's yeah. really tough. The first two were tough, but when it when it happened a third time. And then especially when it happened the fourth time, oh because gosh, I was I pretty far. Yes. It it really shook me to where I yes. felt like I couldn't let any outside opinions come in because yeah. I just had to, 
I really had to buckle down and figure out like what is going on and what can I control, which was my diet. I totally changed my diet and I was pre-diabetic, but then I found out I had a blood clotting disorder. So once we figured that out, then this pregnancy has been totally fine. Like, thank goodness for modern medicine and them figuring things out. But when I announced this baby, that was the first time that I shared with with people about that I've experienced these losses. So the in-between for me was a little bit different because I share every single thing that happens in my life. But this time I kept it private. I don't think it's good or bad. But I... But it was right for you. It was right for me. Because I think oversharing sometimes, it invites so many opinions in. And when you're already confused and you're you're in the middle of seeing like seven doctors, it's just (laughs) too much. So it's a happy ending though. Yes. Yeah. That fourth one. Why didn't you give up? Why didn't y'all just go, you know what, we're not going to have any more kids. We're done. Because I, I I think that you, whenever you're getting ready to have your first child, they always say, like, you never feel ready. And yep. I, I do kind of agree with that. I'm like, you you, you think you think you're ready? Yeah. And uh, you just kind of jump in the water if you're fortunate enough to be blessed with a pregnancy easily. And... Um, I always think that there's a feeling, though, in the back of your mind, and I very much felt like I wasn't done. And I was like, I don't think God would put that on my heart Mm. if there wasn't hope in the future for another baby. And two, Annie, like I had gone through, right before I had my first miscarriage, I watched my sister lose a full-term 40-week, you know, she had, um, Blaze was his name, and he lived for 34 days. And my family had just gone through that, and um, we never thought in a million years that he wouldn't make it through, and he ended up not making it through. So I did what I think a lot of people do. They knew that he had a heart defect, but it was one that they can usually fix. So it was just the perfect storm. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And she has a happy ending to her story. She has a a five-month-old baby boy now. But we had just endured that a few months before. And I think like a lot of people do, you look at someone whose situation is so much worse than yours and you say, well, at least it's not that. And you kind of discount what you've been through. Yes. And I did that the first couple times because I thought, oh my gosh, I just watched my sister go through this. And it was heart wrenching, like as a sister too. And I thought, you know, I would rather I think this happened than carry full term and, and have to be in the hospital for 34 days. And I discounted it. And then I remember the day that I told my sister after I'd had two or three miscarriages. And she said, I can't believe you didn't tell me. Yes. Like, I lost a baby, too. I know what you're experiencing. And she didn't discount my experience, even though she was the one that went through that experience. Wow. And um, I think it shows the sentiment that a lot of people would have if you shared it with them, even if they've been through something that seems like a a bigger thing than you're yes, going through. Yes. It's all relative. So I didn't give up after that fourth one because we'd been through a lot, you know, yeah. with my sister and with me, and, and I just felt like I wasn't done, and I, I trusted that that was on my heart for a reason. Yeah, so. and it's beautiful how you get to share. I think there's really something about sharing from the place. All three matter. Sharing from the place of, I didn't get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Sharing from the place of, I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. And sharing from the place of, God did the thing. Yeah. Like, how do we ever know testimonies if we're all ashamed to say, like, yes. I'm, I can't tell you 
that God did this thing for me because it may make you sad that he didn't do it for you or it may make it. But it's like, we've got to share testimonies of what he's actually done Mm -hmm. to give people hope. Have you already seen, I mean, the comments when you posted the picture. Oh my gosh, I know. the were unbelievable. When I posted from the Four Seasons and the Four Seasons Marketing reached out to me and were like, we were really impressed with the traction that you got on that picture. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, well, thanks. You know, I just, I just happened to post it prior. But it was just, people were so surprised because I hadn't alluded to a pregnancy yes, yeah. and I had just lost all this weight because I'd made these health changes that yeah. Annie knows because we were eating at True Food talking about That's all right. these health changes we were both trying to make. And so I had just, you know, lost all this weight and I didn't even allude to, I have a big yeah. announcement. Yeah. I had just been posting like Spanx ads. Yeah. And, and WW. WW. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was like, wait, what? Yeah. Where did that come from and how did you hide it? Yeah. And then they were so excited and people that had experienced pregnancy loss before, they just, you know, the messages flooded in of, mm-hmm. I had no idea and I'm so sorry and thank you for sharing yes. that. And I'll share more probably about the specifics of it, but yeah, I wasn't ready to get into the weeds of it until I felt like I kind of had my answer. But, wow. you know, more power to the people who can who can trust and share at the same time. I've been that in other instances. Yes, I was about to say, Mallory, this you do that. This tough. Yes, and also in different seasons, different things matter. I've had dating relationships that were more public than others. Yeah. There's not a right answer altogether. Yeah. There's a what is right for this situation. Mm-hmm. And your book is called Living Fully. It came yes. out this week. Congratulations. Yes, Talk about what it looks like to live fully and not tell your whole story right in the moment. Because well, I think you can do, I think you have been doing both. Yeah, I have. This whole book, so if it, it's coming out, so they're listening to the podcast the week that it comes out. So yes. you know the story. There's a story that is in Living Fully that I never told anyone. I think there's multiple that I would imagine a, a lot, lot of people didn't know. But a really big like revelation that I, I'd never talked about. And yeah. I never had to talk about because it's, you know, uh, treatment centers, you know, I ended up in it. So I, I go on this journey and I, I did Miss America and the Amazing Race and I was in my young 20s. And I was just at the peak of success mm-hmm. that I wanted to be at. Everything was so great. And I became really crippled by those accomplishments when I couldn't top them. So wow. as a young 20-something-year-old, here I was. I was having all this, this success and success that people can see because it's a different kind of success. Yes. Because not only are you expecting to do better and to do more and to do something greater, but everybody else is too. Yep. yep. So I started to spiral after all of that, that's really a nutshell of my story. And a few years later, I developed some issues with prescription medication that I was using to try and continue to play the part. And I ended up in a treatment center for five and a half months of my life. And I never told that story. And that was eight or more years ago. And when I became an online personality, <laughs> slowly after, you know, I, I left, I had done an all influencer. this. An influencer. I never know what people want to call it. People, I love online personality. That's great. Yeah. I, I, you can call me whatever you want to call me, Annie, because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be nice, whatever it is. That's true. <laughs> I wouldn't say that to everybody. <laughs> um, so... I started sharing lifestyle content. I started out as like a beauty YouTuber and sharing fashion and and beauty on the internet. And then I had a blog and it really evolved into more lifestyle stuff. Then I got married and had these kids and it was a lot of lifestyle and living life out. And you know, the beauty of of tools and platforms like Instagram that have stories and that component where you can just let people in on your life, not curated, not into some pretty picture. 
people started to watch me live my life, and I started getting these DMs from people that were like, I wish I could wake up and face the day like it seems like you do. It seems like Mm. you're so happy. I wish I could be like that. Or I wish I had a relationship like that with my husband. Or I wish I could be that. And I would always send a message back because I knew what I had been through and that I'd chosen the life. And I was very intentional about like the way that I lived now. And I would always send a message back and say, it wasn't always like this. I yes. really went through this really hard time in my life, and I live a different way. And I realized, as I got years and years of those messages, that I was doing everyone an injustice that was watching the way that I lived my life with joy by not telling this part of my story. Wow. So I decided to, and I'm so glad that I did, and who knows how it will be received by people, because people see a really shiny, polished version of my life mm-hmm. on the outside. But if I want to be any sort of influencer or public person, I have to share that part of my story. The only Mm -hmm. reason that I do what I do is to serve people. It's nothing about me. And I just just really realized that it was time. Yeah. It was time. I posted on Instagram this weekend about being in New York. And I mentioned that I was like sitting at the foot of this building where I dreamed up this program and a company I wanted to build. And we built it and it failed. It failed miserably cost the company a lot of money. Really? It, yeah. It was It was when I was working. I wasn't doing this yet. Uh-huh. It was in 2010, and I've been here. This has been my full-time job since 2012. So I had multiple people say back to me, I had no idea you had businesses fail because mm-hmm. all we see are today. And I was like, oh, I, it's just hard to figure out how you live fully, how to do this thing where you go like, well, yeah, we try things all the time that don't work. Mm-hmm. They may look like they work to y'all, but we had a goal that was 10000 and we got 5000 whatever it yeah. is. You know? A lot of times it's hard to know how to share failure. Yes, especially when you're in the middle of success like you are. Or I think that— And um, failures, right? Like we didn't yeah. hit a goal yesterday. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, I mean, we, we have both all the time. Mm-hmm. How do you know, yes, I should share this, and no, I shouldn't, because I just haven't even thought about— telling some of the stories of what doesn't work because I didn't know that it mattered, I guess. So with me, this was like the big thing that I hadn't shared. And I, at the time, did see it as a failure. Like when I was in my 20s and I'd had all this success and I had a really amazing childhood. I had these parents that believed in me. I was the oldest of 23 first cousins that grew up on this farm in Kentucky. (laughs) I was a leader. I was an achiever. I was valedictorian in my class and all of these I, I never let anyone down. Yeah. And I really felt like I was letting everyone down when I went through this. Wow. And even like as I was spiraling, I was always spiraling and thinking in the back of my mind, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do more. I'm just, I'm taking what a doctor told me to take. I was taking a lot more than what the doctor told me to take. But still, like, I thought I was still moving in the direction that was good until it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And at the end of this kind of spiral, And I did a lot of this in isolation. You know, I lived in Nashville. My family lived in Kentucky. Nobody really saw me spiraling till the very end. And I had doctors look at me and say, I don't know what you're doing, but based on, like, all of my vitals that they'd taken in there and based on, you know, I was having, like, many strokes and stuff, I was just, my body was falling apart. They were like, you're going to die. And I, I had, you know, these doctors telling me this, and I would think in the back of my mind, you know, I've lived a great life, and I would rather go out like this than tell people what's going on. Because I didn't want to disappoint people. And that was how crippling my my need to 
have these accomplishments and be be seen as this yes. person that was perfect on the outside was that I was willing to lose my life to my addictions. Yes. And thank goodness my parents stepped in and they sent me to this place that I thought as soon as I go here and check in the front door, they're going to say, you can take her home because she doesn't she's do not, drugs. Yeah, that's not a problem. She doesn't do drugs. She's never done drug in her life. Right, right. And I remember, like, you know, you go in there and then they take your blood because you're not going to walk into a place like that and say, here are the things that I'm on. Here are the amounts that I'm taking. Yes, you know? yes, yes. You're in denial and you're in psychosis and you're just, it's just, you're kind of a little bit crazy. And I was waiting for them to just tell my parents, you know, take her back home. And my yeah. parents left while I was back there. And I was admitted, and I stayed for 30 days. And so that choice was made for me, yeah. you know. But at the end of 30 days, uh, they assess you, and they say either you can go home, or they can say you go to, they call it like sober living, yeah. or you need more treatment, like yeah. extended care, they call it. I was 100% sure they were going to send me home. Yeah. Like I thought, I'm not even as bad. I'm not even doing the heavy stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're probably really... in group counseling and you're like, not me, not me, exactly. not me. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Even oh. though I was as bad as them and I was, I was just like everybody else. I belonged there. Yeah. And they said, we are recommending three more months for you here at least. Wow. And that was when I made the decision to stay. And I think that's where like living fully was truly born for me because I, you know, the, the substances and all that stuff, that was the surface problem. Yes. But there was something underneath that that I hadn't even gotten to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I fought it for a little while and I was like, I'm not saying I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I have rid myself of all these substances. I'm so happy to feel myself, my spirit come alive again and my soul is yeah, back. And yeah. I just felt so much better than bad yes. that I didn't even want to reach for more. And that right. is living fully. Ooh, I feel like that I felt is, so much better than bad. Yeah. That I yeah. thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then I stayed. There have got to be, I, I put actual dollars on it that some of our friends listening are taking some medicine that may be more than they're supposed to be mm-hmm. taken. So what's Or drinking or shopping yeah. or obsessively spending time on social media. Yes. There are so many numbers so that what's you can become the, addicted to. What how do you know when you're addicted? If I had surgery a year ago mm-hmm. and the doctor prescribed me medicine, mm-hmm. so I have medicine in my life, mm-hmm. how do I know when it's an addiction? How did you know? I think that in the back of your mind, there is always a voice mm. that is saying, I know this is too much, but addiction is you you know it and you can't stop it. There was nothing, Annie, that I could do to stop put, putting that pill into my mouth. Yeah. You would think, like, I felt awful at the end. I felt yeah. terrible. A lot of people listening to this are probably like, like, I can remember my life 10 years and it was so much better 10 years ago and it was so much better than it is now with the absence of whatever it is that they're mm-hmm. overusing. Mm-hmm. And even though you rationally know that in your mind, you cannot sometimes pull yourself out of it, mm-hmm. which is why programs are amazing. But programs really scare people. And if yeah. you have children and a husband and a full-time how job could you ever? or a yes. studio with 95,000 employees <laughs> like you do, how can you leave? Yeah. You've got to be like on the streets with a needle like That's you right. think to leave. Right. You've got to be close to like losing your life, yeah. you, you think in your mind. But there are amazing resources and programs. So if you have that thought in the back of your mind, yes. there are even books. But like, I am not a typical person in recovery. Recovery is a part of my story, but this is not a recovery book no. at all. I'm not a I think it's, it's in there beautifully so that yes. someone reading it can go, oh, that might be me too. Because if, the, if you are a person that has a red flag in your life, which mm. an addiction is a red flag or an affair or a 
something that needs to be talked about desperately yes. between you and a spouse or someone that's very close and influential in your life. Yes. If there's a red flag, it's almost easier sometimes to take care of, to remove that. Because you cannot live fully if you have the red flag. If you are a person that thinks, I can't stop taking this medication, I promise you, if you stop taking that, if you are not a person that needs that, let me just go ahead and clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medication and prescriptions, absolutely life-changing yes, for some people that need Not them. a problem. That's I right. did not have ADHD. I did yeah. not need to be taking the medication I was taking. Yeah. And then... I was prescribed sleeping pills because I couldn't sleep from the medication they gave me that I shouldn't have been taking wow. in the first place. Wow. Then I drank a whole bottle of wine because I felt like a, just my mind just felt like blah yeah. all the time. Yeah. So you have to remove the red flag situation. Mm -hmm. And whether it's seeing a therapist, whether it's reading a book, whether it's a 12-step program, or whether it's all the way like I did and you're going to a treatment program. Yeah. When you're on the other side of that, the vibrance that comes back into your life is so is so overwhelming. Like, I remember when I felt like when I stopped taking it and I I just thought to myself, why in the world did I even stop start, start taking this in the first place? Because I felt so much better without it. Wow. But you just get so, it happens so slowly yep. and you get so stuck in it. And then there's just this delusional thinking in your mind that yeah. you think, oh, it's not that bad or I'm still able to function in my life. Yeah. I was still functioning in my life. I was still right. speaking and emceeing things and doing all of these things in the public realm. But my life was falling apart. I was I was about to literally lose my life. Yeah. So it's the people Gosh. without the red flags. So I wrote that in there because I think there are a lot of people here and maybe people listening that have yes. the red flags yes. that, that know they need to face the red yeah. flags. And, and I think a therapist is an amazing or a counselor or a person at your church is an amazing place to start because they know they know the next place to go. Yes. Or maybe they can help you take care of the problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. just talking to them. But it's the people that don't have the red flag that I wrote the rest of the book to yes. because I'm that person now. Yes. I'm a mom of two, like soon to be three. 2.5. 2.5. <laughs> You are the American statistic. 2.5 kids. <laughs> that is awesome. I am the American statistic. And then I, I'm about to tip the scale. That's right. You're bringing us up. Um, so the person that is just the me, yep. where you just get busy and you're just living your life, and you don't have a red flag that you're like, oh, this is the reason I'm not living a full life. Yeah. It's really hard because you have to make the choice to choose a bigger life over what's comfortable and easy oh, and just fine. Man, I know. And that is such a hard decision to make for people. So I wrote the rest of the book to yes. that person. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Raycon. Raycon, co-founded by Ray J, provides innovative earbud designs at prices that don't break the bank. They're the next wave in wireless audio technology. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds in a range of fun colors and patterns. They're super comfortable and come with a variety of fit options. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort that are both stylish and discreet, and they don't stick out of your ears with dangling wires or stems. Raycons are a great way to shake things up this new year because their wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you. And no matter how much you shake things up, like literally no matter how much you shake, like dancing around the kitchen while making dinner or jogging in your neighborhood, you know they won't fall out of your ears. 
Raycons have never, not once, not a single time, you guys, fallen out of my ears, no matter what I do or where I go. You know why, right? They've got optimized gel tips in a bunch of different sizes so you can get that perfect in-ear fit. Raycons everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. One of their newest features is called awareness mode. This is so smart. It's for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take them with you wherever you go and stay safe too. I love that. And y'all, these earbuds offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. I go so long before I need to charge them that sometimes I can't find the cord. It's annoying. It's true. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And it's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. So go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your order. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your order. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Ritual. This stat always blows me away, you guys. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. We can't just ignore these gaps, you guys. And that's exactly why Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was created. These vitamins are formulated with exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women aged 18 plus. And listen to what they help with. Brain health, check. Bone health, check. Blood health, check. And they provide antioxidant support. As if that isn't enough, Ritual also invested in gold standard university-led clinical trials to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are in the numbers. A 43% increase in vitamin D levels and a 41% increase in omega-3 DHA levels in just 12 weeks. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the Non-GMO Project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. I take my Ritual vitamin faithfully because I know I need their help to make sure I'm getting as many of the nutrients I need as possible. And they show up like clockwork right at my doorstep, so I never have to worry about running out or missing a day. The little minty tab they include in every bottle means I don't have to deal with an icky aftertaste, and they are so easy on my stomach, which I'm a fan of. Right now, Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Mallory. So we've gotten living fully. Mm -hmm. We're reading it. We're hearing you and we're going like, I like my life Mm -hmm. in this town that I live in. I like my job. What does it look like to live more fully if we love our lives? So if you love your lives, then you are already a huge step ahead. Mm. And I would say you're pretty close to living fully. Mm. However, we know that life is not like a flat line. It goes up and down and all around. So I wrote, there are like breakthroughs that I had in this book. And every one of them is is what I believe is a key to living fully. So if you're a person that's like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is that I would need to do to have this breakthrough to a more vibrant life. When you read this book, you're going to see, we talk about so many things. One thing in there that I talk about that was like a huge breakthrough to me was these attachments that I had. So I opened the mm-hmm. whole book, Annie, yes. with this story. I think you've read some of it. Oh, I read the whole thing. I endorsed it. You d- 
Oh, yeah, you would yes. do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Girl, I was with you. You start the book talking about your hair. <laughs> Duh. I'm used to all these people that don't even read my books and I do the podcast. Girl, I'm with oh, you. Amy is the real deal after <laughs> So I open this book with this, this story about them pulling these hair extensions out of my head. Yes. And... The the biggest breakthrough that the breakthroughs that happened to me in my life were these like random things. And this was one of the most pivotal experiences in my life. Yeah. I've had blonde hair extensions in my hair permanent for 10 years. And when they started taking the, that hair yes. out, yes. and I was in treatment, so they weren't letting me get re-extensioned. They knew what they were doing with yes. me. They knew that I had an issue with being attached to the way that I looked. And yes. to this old person, even though the old person almost killed me. Right. So that is fascinating. I, you were um, in an abusive relationship with yourself. I was in an abusive <laughs> relationship with myself. I couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. I just what she she was always around and she was yes. you know, and easier. And then they took out your extensions. And then they took out my my wow. extensions. And I hit a low that I had not hit before. And I did a, I started doing a lot of work around attachment to this person that I was and this yeah. appearance. And, yeah. and I think if you're a person that loves your life and that maybe loves being perceived as a great mom or like you love the success in your business, I would love for you to look at your attachment to that. Yeah. Because a lot of times attachments don't have to be to bad things. Mm-hmm. But if the attachment becomes more of this is how I introduce myself and this is the person that yeah. I am and this is how yeah. I define myself and this is how I feel good about myself, yes. then that becomes unhealthy eventually. Yes. It did for me. Yeah. Me too. I've had a real funny experience. I haven't talked about this at all, well, hardly with anybody. This is where oh. this is where friend talk and podcast talk <laughs> <laughs> maybe shouldn't overlap. But here we go. <laughs> I've been having all these conversations, and there is not a right or wrong answer. Let me say that before I say this to you. If we were sitting at True Food, you would know. Mm-hmm. I knew, but I've been having all these conversations about hair color, Botox, mm-hmm. different things you can do to your body mm-hmm. that a lot of my peers and I are talking about, mm-hmm. and. I'm having this realization that suddenly a lot of these conversations are popping up around me, which is making me ask, do I have an attachment I didn't realize I had? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm almost, tell me if this is true or false about living fully. I'm wondering if living fully involves just being very curious about yourself. Yes, Because all of a sudden I'm finding myself being very like, Hey, you care about a lot of this one lane of things right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Is that a well, step toward this? And if you feel like, oh, am I attached to th- whether you do it or not? Like, are you having that thought in the back of your mind? Like, uh-huh. oh, do I need or uh-huh. do I want? Or like, is, would it be that bad if I just, you know, what? what? I think that that is absolutely, that's the first step. Because awareness, which mm. starts with curiosity, yeah. is definitely the first step. We're moving 100 miles an hour. So a lot of people don't even have that thought, Annie, that you even have of, oh, I wonder if I have some attachments to some things that I know do not align with my values. Yes. Who can, I mean, I don't care if people get, I, Botox is fi- hair. I yes. mean, I've had hair colored and Botox. Yes. Not a big, not a big deal to me. But to some but if I felt like, when my forehead started moving, like uh-huh. it does now because I can't get Botox. Uh-huh. When my forehead starts moving, I can't go to the grocery store because no one can see me. Yes. Because I look old. Or right. I look, uh, or right. people are going, no. Then that is when it is an, an attachment. Yeah. It's That's when the a- good thing turns bad. Yes. When or the maybe good you thing- think Botox is bad, so the bad thing turns <laughs> worse. <laughs> I used to think Botox was bad. It came from a small town. I didn't get it until I was in my 30s. I've got it like six times. I act like I'm like the Botox queen. I'm really not. Listen, don't even talk about it. Don't even shame yourself. You don't have to at all. I was even saying to my mentor, I was like, there is not a um, 
But she said to me, this is not a sin conversation, Mm -hmm. right? None of these things are sin or not sin. They are why. What's your why? Why? What's your why? And my whys have been incredibly off balance. Yeah. And part of it is things going on in my life that are shifting that make, you know, you know, and, and that made me go, am I, do I need to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I need to do that? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And so then when you listen to your why, you're like, oh, my why is out of pain. My why is not out of this will be fun or why not? And so I was talking to someone else about Botox and she was like, oh, I just, I I love the way it makes me feel. It Mm -hmm. helps with my headaches Mm -hmm. and da, da, da. And I went, oh, those are none of my whys. Yeah. Yeah. That, you, that awareness, Annie, is huge. You are already, you, you, (laughs) you're the person that I want people to be at the end of the book. When you realize. (laughs) Girl, no, I'm not. Well, that, well, I hope so because I read it. So I hope (laughs) that I'm the person at the end of the book because I did the work. I worked through it. Um, because you already realized, because I want it to be people's wake up call. Like, oh, I'm attached to this. Oh, or. The, the voice of fear is guiding all of my decisions. Mm-hmm. Or when life throws me a curveball, I make these spaz decisions and it's turning my life in the wrong direction yes. instead of decisions like based on my yes. values. And, yes. Or I'm not even thinking about my legacy. I'm just like living my life and right. like busy, busy, busy. Right. You know, I want them to have the wake up call, but then I want them to have this like stay awake yes. kind of thing. Too. Yes. And that's staying awake. Yes. You noticing before you start getting pumped up with whatever or dying your I hair. Which I still do once I get it right. Yes. But I, I mean, hey, you go right. next door. <laughs> that's right. I live I literally <laughs> next door to the people. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you notice the problem. Not the problem, but yeah. you notice the the potential attachment yeah. before you even get involved. And then you can be much more cognizant yeah. of the way that you're feeling when you're in the midst of mm-hmm. this thing that you could become attached to. And yeah. that is absolutely living fully. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It took me 10 years to realize I was attached to my dang hair extensions and thousands right. of dollars. Right. Right. I wish I'd figured right. it out before. It was expensive. <laughs> You figured it out right on time. That's the truth we have to tell Uh ourselves is that we are learning and growing at the pace we are meant to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And to to cross any bridge before we're meant to cross it is not going to work anyway. That's true. In your staying awake section, which I loved, where you talk about don't let your blessings become burdens. Yeah. Will you talk about that for a minute? Because I think a lot Uh of us get the thing we wanted. Husband, kid, job, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, all the things that we could make a list of are the size pants we want. We get into the career we want. We get the Miss America. We get the amazing race. And then we go, I'm I'm exhausted. Or uh-huh. it's a burden. So how do you do exactly. that? Exactly. So I think just like uh, we talked about with the attachments, it first takes awareness. So if you are constantly a chicken with your head cut off, say, parent Mm -hmm. and you are snapping at your kids all the time and you are parenting out of a place of total exhaustion and desperation because I've I've been there before yes I have to take a step back I have to realize that I'm doing it take a step back and look at those kids and think that is what I wanted in the first place I can remember going to like church and bars and all these and coffee shops all these places and looking at guys and being like oh like you know if I start talking to him like what or like you know dating a guy and I wanted so badly to find that person that Mm -hmm. was going to be my person Mm -hmm. and then some days when I'm like my husband gets on my last nerve (laughs) I have to take a step back (laughs) and now I'm stuck because I got married like for one time Mm -hmm. and you know, I know that everybody gets married thinking sure. that, but so I have to take a step back and I think that you can do it in a lot of different ways, but looking at, it's the awareness of what you're doing. It's the reminder that like, that's the gift that you asked for and you prayed yeah. for and 
God handed to you yeah. and the commitment to, you know, looking at the, looking at the things that they do well and looking yeah. at their attributes that you love. It's so mm-hmm. easy to point out and notice the things that people are doing wrong or the way that things aren't going your way. Yes. It takes more effort to look at someone and say, you know what? I remember the things that I loved about you five years ago and they're still here. Yes. Even though you left your underwear in the corner <laughs> Of the room and not in the hamper that I bought for you to put it in that's right beside it. Right beside it. Right there. <laughs> it's harder to put it on the ground. It's further than right. the, than the It's harder. You're actually doing more work you know? to not do the right work. So, and oh then I wrote gosh, this Valerie. story. My, You know, Jessica Turner, our yes, mutual yes. friend. She, when I started my podcast... She I loved this story, me by the this way. Story. So she comes into my house. I'd just gotten a new house. And she comes into my house. And Jessica is such an honest person, yes. too. And she comes into my house and she sits down and she's like, Your house is so clean. And I'm like, Thank you. Like, it's, you know, yeah. I keep it like this because I did keep it like this. Yeah. House, things being in order, that was very important to me. Yeah. But I had made my husband and my son like play upstairs the whole time. My house uh-huh. cleaners had just come. I'd karate chopped all the pillows. I had a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> and like, that was, that was what was office? important to me. We recorded downstairs at my okay. dining room table. Okay. April did my house and yes. uh, she hadn't done my studio yet. So yeah. we were recording at the dining room yes. table at that time. And people know April from the Lauren Aikens podcast, Live in Love, because April was on with us. April is amazing. She's amazing. So I uh, said, you know, yeah, my house cleaners just left or whatever. And she's like, my house is a mess, always. And I was like, no way, really? (laughs) She said, yeah, you know, I'd rather be spending time with my kids or like it's not a priority for me. And I just just looked at her and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Could you tell me more about that? Because... I definitely think that I'm prioritizing this over the things that really matter to me. And so we started talking and she told me this analogy of in life, you're juggling these balls. Some of them are glass balls. Some of them are rubber balls. And the things that matter to you should be the glass balls. Hmm. You know what happens, Annie. If you drop a glass ball, it's going to crack. Yeah. If you drop a glass ball... It's going to crack again. Eventually, it's going to shatter. If you drop a rubber ball, it doesn't matter, okay? Bounces back. Put it back in juggling rotation. And it it dawned on me that I was mislabeling the glass balls and the rubber balls. Wow. And if I continue to draw the glass balls, which was my relationship with my husband or, like, spending time with my kids, then that you can't go out and buy another one, Mm -hmm. you know? So I decided to correctly label and then fiercely protect that label of the things that I valued in my life in this juggling rotation that we all have. And I was treating the house like the glass ball and being like, Kyle, take this child upstairs. I got a podcast in an hour. Like I got to karate chop the pillows and do the flower (laughs) arrangement. And that's stuff I still do love. Ordinary joys in life is something I wrote about too. I love flowers and I love a clean house. However, And those can still be balls. Yes. Not at the expense of my family and yeah. being the mom that I want to be and being present, yes. you know, for that hour that I spent obsessively cleaning. Yeah. And that really helped me. And it helped me so much that I, I included it yeah. in my definition of living fully. How many glass balls do you think we can hold at a time? I think at different times in our life, we definitely have the capacity to hold more. Okay. And at, at certain times in our life, we certainly need to be juggling very carefully yeah. a few glass balls. Yeah. If you are taking care of an elderly parent... That is a very right. sacred glass ball yes. or a grandparent yes. that you need to pay attention to and, and truly 
ensure that you continue to label that correctly. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to be juggling 100 rubber balls as well. You know, that's so important. Young children, that is a season where I think they're very impressionable. And it goes so fast. Yeah. So. What is it? They say the days are long, but the years are short. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I think as a young person, you can juggle a lot of balls in general. Yeah. As like a college, post-college person, I, you know, before I'd spiraled out of control, when I was Miss Kentucky and doing Miss America and all these reality shows, I could juggle 10 glass balls and 10 rubber balls because I was high energy and because I had less responsibility. I think when you have more responsibility, those glass balls, the weight of those glass balls is heavier. They're easier to drop. Great. Yes. Yes. So it's definitely different. Right now, I'm just really keeping my eye on, I I like to do a word at the beginning of every year and I did not think this year's word would be family, but I made it, I was like, I think it's family to me. In the year that my book comes out, my merch business is growing more than it ever has. All those sweatshirts. All the I would have brought you a hundred sweatshirts, I sh- I Annie. You should have told me. Girl, no, I'm going to give me one of those Valentine's ones. Don't you worry. I'm just Which one give do you one. want? The charcoal or the green? I like the green. Okay. But hey. I'll buy it. Don't worry. No, you're not buying it. They are, they're already sold out. They sold out in like oh, shoot. 20 they minutes. They always do. Your Christmas ones were gone in a heartbeat. <laughs> Annie, but you're my friend. And you can text me <laughs> and you can say, Mallory. Do okay. you have this shirt and okay. this size? Okay, I'll just I'll just be faster on it. I'll just ask uh-huh. you. But is that fun? I mean, that's got to be a fun. So is that fit as glass or rubber now? So that's a great question. Technically, it's a rubber ball, but it is the most lucrative part of my business. Yes. And Therefore, it supports my family. Yes. Therefore, it's like, <laughs> it is glass sometimes. Yes, I think so. Um, I think that's right. But I, I think that there are certain glass balls that certainly mean more at you know, at different times. And I think that a job is a glass ball that is almost, it can go back and forth between a glass Mm. ball and a rubber ball because we have to work to survive. Yes. You know, we have to. Yes. So it makes it a little bit tough because is a job as important as a family? No, but it is, you do have to have a job to support your family. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're, you've won the lottery or you're right. really, or somebody gave you some money. <laughs> right. And that is rare. Right. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> if somebody gave it to you, yeah. then like you, yeah, you can juggle as many balls. You can hire somebody to That's juggle right. balls for you. That's right. But um, I but also yeah. wonder, for, like one of the reasons I wonder if this is, and you write about this some in Living Fully too, but the importance of rest and the importance of downtime. Because as we're sitting here, I'm thinking about what's glass and what's rubber for me. And yeah. I'm like, well, from nine to five, my job has a lot of balls that I juggle, yep. but when I walk out of here, this glass ball of my job becomes a rubber ball. And I know I that for a fact because I've seen you with your work phone. You have your work phone. Yes. And you have your personal phone. That's right. <laughs> and you have your rest day that you do not work on. Yeah. I learned a lot of that from you, actually, like that you you taught me how. But I think you and I are also alike in that we, we would run 100 miles an hour, yep. 24 hours a day. 100% I would. That is just how we are wired. Because it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, I would love to work. All day. I would love to work every day, and I would All love day. to work in the evening. I, I think it'd be fun to like keep doing, and yeah. we'd get a lot more done. Till you go to sleep. But uh-huh. you I got five more podcasts. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Stitch Fix. Style icons, don't do it alone. Neither do I, and neither should you. Now, I'm not calling myself a style icon or anything, but the real real is that Amber Lehman, who y'all know and love, bosses me around and tells me what I should wear when I'm going to be on stage. If you need a hand finding pieces that make you look and feel great, then Stitch Fix has got you covered. 
Whether you need date night dresses or cozy loungewear, Stitch Fix can help refresh your look. You can schedule a fix, and a stylist will send you five pieces that fit your style, size, and price range with no subscription required. Keep what you like and return the rest. Or if you like to shop but don't want to browse forever and ever, then check out Stitch Fix Freestyle. It's so cool, y'all. It's an online shop built just for you. It's like having your very own clothing store. To get started, you take a style quiz so Stitch Fix can learn your preferences from favorite colors to preferred fits and price ranges. It's the easy way to get items that are just right for you from brands you know and trust like Madewell and Sanctuary. It's time to get looks that are so very you, you guys. So get started today by filling out your free style quiz. Y'all know we love a quiz. Just go to stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun and take advantage of free shipping and returns. That's stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun to try Stitch Fix. Stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Mallory. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but my my brain kind of broke in 2018. Uh-huh. And Is that I when had you got the do, two phones? No, I just got that. That's only been about a year and a half. Okay. But my um, I ha- my doctor put me on bed rest for two weeks mm-hmm. and just was like, I'm either putting you in the hospital or you have to get in bed for two weeks because my brain just totally malfunctioned. And that's when I had this like, oh, it's not just about taking a day off on the weekend. It's that I have to be a person yes. <laughs> outside of my job. And so as you're talking about the glass and rubber balls, I'm like, man, what I need to do is in my working life, in my working hours, I need to better define glass and rubber. Yes. And it's really hard, too, for you and I because you are – I know just because I know you yeah. off the mic, you are this person. Like you, you, are, you are yourself mm. – in your Thank job. You. Yeah. Like you show up exactly like you do to to me if I saw you at my house yeah. that, that you do here. So it's really hard, I think, to differentiate when your job, you're like, well, I'm just being myself. Yeah. Like, you know, me, I'm <laughs> on right. Instagram. I'm just showing the things I would cook anyway and yeah. the things that I bought at Target. Your nail um, color anyway. Exactly. Oh, your nails. I, it's, <laughs> you have my favorite nails on the internet. <laughs> I so love them sweet. so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. This cost me a mint. That's yeah. the color I have on right now. The color of the sweatshirt. I'm going to bring Annie out of this. Yes. But yeah, that's a really good. So I wonder if in categories, if if our friends are listening, like, okay, in parenting, you need to determine some glass and some rubber. That's a very important one. Right. Because it goes very fast. Yeah. And because, like, do they have to always tie their shoes? Like, stop. Oh, don't even come to my house. They are a wreck. (laughs) Right. And so I'm like, if that is a glass ball to you, fine. But could it be a rubber ball if. It doesn't matter as much. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wonder if, if, because one of the things I do on my day of rest is I do a lot of processing of what went on that week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, I think on Saturday, I'm going to really process in every area of my life. Am I paying attention to which are actually glass balls? Yeah. Because sometimes I act like everything's a glass ball. Exactly. That's a whole nother thing too. Or some people might act like everything's a rubber ball and nothing matters and like everything's right. always going to be there. Right. And then all of a sudden something's not. Something's not. And you realize it when it's too late. Yeah. So I want to catch people with this chapter that all of these blessings that we've been given, I, like you, am a very, very like faith-based person. Like yeah. I truly believe that these things are blessings and gifts that I was handed. Yeah. And it's such a – I'm just – it's such an injustice not to treat them like blessings. Yeah. I'm not saying live a Pollyanna life where you just look at your husband, you smile like when he does something wrong, <laughs> yeah. or your kids, or you walk into your job that you hate and you go, I love being right. at this job. Right. right. That is certainly not what I'm saying. That's I'm right. saying to look at the things that you've got 
especially the things that you wanted and you pined for and you really tried to get. Yeah. And notice the good things in them. So a lot of it is about a perspective shift. Yeah. The next chapter at, or one of the chapters after that is this whole thing about perspective. And I yeah. think perspective is something that's slung around a lot, but it's really important. Mm. My perspective is so much different now post what happened to me eight years ago yeah. than it was b- before. Yeah. And my grandma used to say, like, you have two choices when you wake up in the morning. You can say, good morning, Lord, or you can say, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> and she would, so tell, good. she would tell all these coal miners, they had this little country store, yeah. and she'd be flipping these biscuits, and she would tell them they'd come in with a scowl on their face. Yeah. You know, they'd walk in at 4.30 in the morning, and they had this dr- drudgery of a job ahead yeah. of them. And she'd say, you got two choices. Which one's it going to be, you know? And we all worked in this country store, like, stocking cigarettes and alcohol at, like, 6, which was definitely illegal. My gosh. But- <laughs> We're past the statute, yeah, the statute of limitations. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. But I think that perspective is huge. If yeah. you can focus on the good things versus the bad things, it can really make for a more joyful life. Yeah. And that's what we all want. Yes. That's it. Living fully is finding the joy in the life that you already have. Yes. And You're not telling us level. to get a brand new life. Exactly. You're telling us to look at the life you already have. And in fact, I'm not even saying that it's that hard. I did have parts of this book that you'll read where it was really hard. Going to yeah. treatment for five and a half months after you just walked off Miss Mary. America stage, that's hard. Right. Okay. <laughs> that was hard. Almost dying, that was hard. Yeah. But you know, there are parts of living fully that are very easy to shift alongside living your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And those things are the chapter, like I wrote a chapter on fear. It was the last chapter that I wrote. And I had one chapter left to write, and I kept scratching the subject. Scratch, scratch, yeah. scratch. I just couldn't find it. So I pulled my audience. Like, you have a big Instagram audience like like I do. And I was like, what is the thing that I, that you feel holds you back from living fully? Yeah. And one in every three answers was fear. I'm afraid of this. I'm fear, wow. fear, fear. Wow. And I was like, I got to write a chapter on this yes. because fear is big for me too. Yeah. And that's an easy one to change if you can really wrangle fear. And it's one that can really, really keep you from living fully if you're making every decision based on, oh, well, I'm afraid of this, or if you're not yeah. taking a risk or doing something that you really are being called to do Yes. because of a legitimate fear, yeah. maybe. Maybe you want to be a, an online, you want to start a podcast, and you're like, well, I'm afraid that I won't have the time that I need because I need to work my job to support my family. That's a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. So you need to really assess that fear and then hopefully move past it. Yeah. But a fear that is not legitimate that maybe yeah. is controlling you is what will my friends think because I've never done anything like yes. this. And are they going to yes, make fun of me good, when they Mallory. see me post something about it yes. on Instagram? Yes. And fear will cause you to choose a totally different life yeah. if you let it. Wow. And that is a very simple shift mm-hmm. in living fully. Mm-hmm. So there's easy stuff hugely easy stuff. It's easy to shift your perspective. Yeah. You just got to become aware and do it. It's so, easy to quiet that voice of fear. That's it's, right. It that's is. Right. So the book comes out this week. And, yes. and what next? Are you going back to TV? Are you going back? Are you going to keep writing? Oh, like, gosh. What, I do what have a, I, I've had an opportunity on the table for about a year now that oh, wow. is, would be huge in TV, but I just, I don't know. I have to, okay. I have to look at my glass balls and rubber balls yes. and, and decide if if it would be a good choice for my I mean, family. Because you did Amazing Race. Uh-huh. What three else times. had you? That's uh-huh. right. You did it three times. <laughs> I forgot you went back. You're and crazy. Again. And again. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were talking about Amazing Race before this and how they, this, this season that's airing right now, they started filming. Then COVID happened. Then they stopped filming for a year and a half. Then they brought them back. Yeah. And you said, I don't know how I'd do that, but literally you've left and come back twice. Yes. So I can tell you exactly how you did that. <laughs> I just do it. 
But you know, like my dad was my partner yeah. on the show. He watched the show for like 10 years. He climbs Mount Everest. He yeah. he is like this amazing guy. He has a lot of, there's a lot of lessons I learned from him too because yeah. he lives a big life. Yeah. He lives fully. Yeah. I've watched him do it for years and years. He's decided now over 60 to join the Seven Summit Club, which <gasps> is climb summiting yes. the seven highest peaks on the seven continents. So he's done all of them but one. What's he got left? Antarctica? Denali. No, he's oh. done Everest like three times. Oh, my gosh. He's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Denali? Um, I'm sorry, Denali, I don't know that. Is it, I think it's in Alaska. Okay. Google I think it. you're right. I'm going to Google it, though. Google it so, so, so that I can know that, too. So he has Denali, and he actually already climbed Denali. And he made it to the base of the summit. And I think he had, is it Alaska? Yeah, right. So he had like seven or eight people on his climb team. They were all younger than him. They always yeah. are. And like three or four fell off, and they're at the base of the summit. And he's a slower climber, obviously, than a twenty-year-old. Three or four literally fell off the mountain, or just like fell quit? off, like like they're. It, it can Turned be around. any extreme of like I'm about to die, or yeah. like I'm sick, or like I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be listen? Me. I'm already saying I cannot, <laughs> so your dad wins on that. Yeah, you said it at the bottom. I did too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he got to the base of the summit, and he he's a really safe climber in that if there are instances in mountain climbing where if you take 10 more steps, you very, very well could die. Yeah. It is it is oftentimes a life or death decision. And he's a smart climber. He knows he's got a lot of family at home that yeah. he doesn't make decisions that are life or death like a lot yeah. of climbers do. Yeah. And so at the base of Denali, uh, he's sitting, you know, on his team with like a couple 20-year-olds and maybe a 30-year-old or whatever that climbed a lot faster. And he said, I don't want to slow you guys down. Push for the summer. I'll turn around. Wow. I'll do it again next year. These windows to climb these mountains are wow. very short. you got to have perfect the weather, weather, perfect yeah. window. Wow. So he'll have to do it again. Hopefully he can. My mom's like, I am. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It is Finish over. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but that is his that's joy. Amazing. He always says, like, don't let the world define what joy is for you. Yeah. Like, you have to. If somebody told me all the horror stories of being on the side of the mountain and it's freezing cold, you have to have oxygen to live. Yes. You are bundled up against this other climber with like hot water bottles that you've boiled like between you just to not die. He's like, I would never take, I would never step foot on a mountain. Yeah. But I felt compelled to do that, he says. So he did it and he brings him so much joy. Yeah. He loves it. So he does not let the world define what brings happiness to yes, him. Yes. And he's always taught us not to do that because if you don't define what makes you happy, the world mm. will certainly define what makes you happy. Oh, for you. that's it. If you don't decide, someone else, yeah. someone's deciding for you what it makes you happy. It just happens upon you. Wow. And then you'll never be, you'll never be living fully. Right. If you didn't choose that. That's a really important thing that's to choose. That's really important. We talk a lot about people not judging your fun around here, that you I get know, to decide your that. fun. That is really smart because you're hearing a message right now about what is fun and what is joy in your life. We just don't know if you've picked it or if someone else has picked exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, the book's out this week. Bye. Mallory, that went by so fast. I can't <laughs> believe that went by so fast. I'm like, we, could, we are just getting started. Yes. Um, okay, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No. You know, I actually, I'll mention one thing because okay, I good. think it's really important and like I could be facing it, becoming a more public person. Who knows? Yeah. So I think it's very important to obviously choose living fully over comfortable and easy. Yeah. But I also think it's really important not to fear adversity and not to be afraid of these hard things that maybe you notice as you're reading this book, not being afraid to walk through those things. Yeah. If I hadn't experienced what I did eight years ago, A, I probably wouldn't be here. Wow. But B... 
I know living fully so much more than I did when I lived just a a happy life. Yes. Like I don't want people to think that the absence of bad in their life is a qualifier for good. That's oh. never going to happen. Jesus promised that. I mean, life is going to be hard. Life is going to be hard. Yeah. So I think that our generation, you know, you and I are kind of close to the same age. We tend to value like easy and comfortable, like why open door number two if door number one's familiar. Yeah. And I want to encourage people not to be afraid of walking through hard things. Maybe they're extremely hard or maybe they're just, they're not that hard. Like once you start walking through them, like don't make your decisions based on just wanting this comfortable and easy life because living fully is a whole nother layer of living that I just want everyone to experience. Yeah, I do too. I can't mm-hmm. wait for our friends to get this book this week. It will launch you into something. It Thank may launch you. you two feet off the ground or it may launch you into space. Either way, it's the right thing for you as yes, you're reading it. Exactly. So, oh, it's beautiful. Thank okay, you. you know the last question we always ask, Mal, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Mm. I'm drinking my Raz Cranberry yeah, LaCroix girl. that Annie gave me before. We believe in LaCroix around here. I love... So many things right now, but you know what I really do love is cooking. Cooking is very fun for me. Yeah. And it's something that falls by the wayside when I get busy. Yes. And so this week we're in the middle of like all of this press yep. and the book's getting ready to come out. And I have started to cook lunch in the middle of the day for like the people at my house. Like <laughs> my te- my sister-in-law works for me and yeah. this other girl named Madison that I just yeah. like love and Kyle and I will sit and I will make these gourmet sandwiches in the yes. middle of the day. Oh, my gosh. What a great Because it's thing. really fun yes. to me. Yes. It's a 20-minute break. Yeah. And you're making a really bougie lunch for everybody. And I love it. And that's, that's fun. Great. That's fun. Also, the press. Doing doing press around a book that took me three dang years to write yes. is really fun because I'm like, Lord, finally, here we are. We yes. are here. So it's been really fun speaking my message. I did not love writing. The writing yes, process you, you had almost to work hard killed me. That, I know. And this has been fun. Yeah. This, oh, been fun. this is it. I mean, before you even know how this book is going to do or yep. who's going to read it or the response from anybody, you already have the spoils of your hard work because you're on the other side of what a lot of people say they're going to do and they don't do. True. They're going to write a book. They're going to write a book and you actually did it. True. Thank and it you. is very Thank good. I, Thanks, I mean, Annie. That means a lot. Coming our from friends you. listen and know that I don't endorse books that I don't read and I don't bring people on here that I don't think my friends on the other side really will love. Thank you. And so I I cannot wait for people to read Living Fully. Oh, I just love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell all of our friends. They're hearing this on Thursday. The book came out Tuesday, but we're recording it a week before. Mm -hmm. The night before, on that Monday night before the book comes out on Tuesday, you got to celebrate. Because really? the work is done. Yeah. The work's done. We cannot you told control. Me that at truth yes. That one Christine time. Kane says, God puts books in hands. You can't control any of that. Oh, so Monday night, good. I want you to celebrate because you did it. You did it. Okay. And then the I book will. goes from being yours to being ours. Oh. By the time everybody hears this, it's our book. It's not yeah. just your book anymore. Yeah. And so you need to celebrate that transition. So, oh, that's such a beautiful reminder. I hope you will. Thank you. I, w- I will. I will. Okay, good. All right. Love you. Thanks for doing this. Come back anytime. Oh, I will. Okay, Especially I want you if you to. got those brownies. Yeah, girl. Hey, listen. Literally, it's not going anywhere, <laughs> so I hope so. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? I know. She's wonderful. And her book is wonderful, too. Be sure to grab a copy of Living Fully out this week. Follow Mallory on social media if you don't already. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show and get ready for those sweatshirt drops. Man, she designed some super cute stuff. 
And hey, don't forget, there's still time to jump into our group that's going through 100 Days to Brave and 100 Days to Brave for Kids, which just released this week as well. Be sure to grab your copy and one for your kids, because here's the thing. We can all use a little more courage as we walk through the challenges of our everyday lives. 100 Days to Brave helps you find that bravery and use it to make a difference in your own life and in the lives of those around you. We would love for you to join us as we take this 100-day journey together. Just sign up at the link in the show notes and you'll get email reminders and other fun encouragement throughout the process. And then at the end, when we've helped each other become braver every day, we'll all shoot off confetti poppers and celebrate together. I'm especially excited for all my mini BFFs who will reach that goal with us. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is continuing to celebrate our new snack show on the That Sounds Fun Network. Y'all, we have snackcuterie in the office today. A charcuterie board just made of snacks. It's the best. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with a dear friend of mine that I cannot wait for y'all to get to know. A very important Valentine's Day conversation for all of us with one of my favorite therapists, Jim Cress. We'll see you guys then. Y'all have a great weekend. Check one two on a microphone. Any F downs in your car to your home.